my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. It's Friday. You know what that means? Time for me to hear from you how I stink it up. Also, I'm going to tell you how to protect yourself with some new tricks the automakers are using to raise your rates. So, what do I mean when I stink it up? I'm just a guy, and there are times you'll hear me give advice, information, or opinion that is incomplete, in your opinion, inaccurate, just wrong. And I need to hear from you when what you're hearing from me isn't any good in your opinion, because my credibility is based on giving advice and information you can trust. So if you go to clark.com slash clarkstinks and post when you feel I'm out of line, it helps me. And then once a week on Fridays, Krista goes through your posts and shares her favorites with you right here. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. You stink for saying they're my favorites. Okay, Clark, you don't stink, but your kids do. Having an intervention about red meat? Guess what? We're all going to die someday. Eat your steak and burger and enjoy it. All things in moderation. Tell your kids to go out and eat some grass for you, Mark. Mark, so my middle child was weeping at this. My oldest daughter was like, Dad, do what you want. And my son, who's the youngest, was like, he's, he totally did it like uh, Spock from the old Star Trek series. Uh, Dad, do you really think this is a good idea for you to eat red meat 14 times a week? I want you to think about the health consequences. So I've got, I've got one who's like, you know, just do what you want. And then one who's like weeping. You're not going to be there for my wedding. You're not going to be there to see the birth of my children. And then my son doing the whole like, so this is the story. So for the last two months, I have greatly reduced the amount of red meat I eat to a tiny fraction of what I was consuming before. I've not stopped eating red meat, but number one, I don't feel any different, any better, any worse. I feel exactly the same. It's made no change in my physical being that I can tell. But I have continued to do it to honor the wishes of two of my three kids. And I still eat red meat. And maybe they're right I shouldn't have it 14 times a week but I'm having it three or four times a week. Now. I just want to say on behalf of your of your kids and your wife that your kids do not stink. They love you. Okay. It seems you need to listen better to the questions submitted. Regarding the recent question asking where to search for long-term care insurance, you responded by giving lots of good information, but never answered the question. You explain that it's an awkward time to shop for long-term care insurance and that there are no easy ways to shop for it. Clark, if there was an easy way, we wouldn't have to ask for your guidance on where to shop for it. For those of us who need long-term care insurance today and can't wait several years for the market to improve, where and how should we shop for the least bad choice available today? Yeah, so uh, at Clark.com, we have a brief guide 
to where you can shop for long-term care insurance. And I didn't even mention it because the market is so uh, broken right now. But in addition, you can ask an insurance agent for referral to an agent who sells long-term care insurance. And truth be told, most of those agents, because so many people yelled at them who they sold long-term care insurance to in the past, who've suffered the premium shocks over the years, are going to be gun-shy Uh, And they may, in fact, try to sell you a hybrid policy with a guaranteed benefit. But if you are interested in traditional long-term care insurance, it is a tough road. Um, If I were looking for who would be the best for it, potentially, I think they're still writing today, Northwestern Mutual would be a good choice. But they're geared towards people who are already in existing business relationships with Northwestern Mutual. I disagree with your take on Verizon. I live in Fargo, North Dakota, and the cheaper alternatives are fine in the metro area, but we have a vacation home in northern Minnesota, and the reason we keep Verizon is because we found their coverage is second to none in more rural areas. I would rather pay a few dollars more per month for a family plan with unlimited data than to pinch pennies with no coverage. Andy. Andy, thank you for that. And if you found in northern Minnesota that Verizon is your only reliable choice, then please consider Verizon's discount brand, Visible, which would give you the same Verizon network, but at a much, much lower cost per month for your family plan than what you pay with Verizon directly. Just go to Visible.com and see how their plans work. You'll pay for a family even people unrelated, you pay $25 a month per line, unlimited everything, including unlimited hotspot. Another one about your pharmacy advice. We had one last week, too. I appreciate all that you do. One thing that grinds my gears is when you discuss pharmacy coupons and shopping for the best price for a medication, but you leave out one critical piece of advice. If you're not filling at a single pharmacy or using your commercial insurance, as some of them have built-in alerts for drug interactions, Please let your listeners know that they must make sure the pharmacist is aware of all their medications. As a pharmacist, I've caught several life-threatening interactions between a medication someone filled at my pharmacy and one they filled elsewhere, either because they told me or their commercial insurance flagged it. Most of your advice smells like roses. However, this oversight is truly smelly. Joni. Joni, thank you. And we had this suggestion from a pharmacist a few years ago, which is why In my notes section on my phone, I have every prescription that I take, the dosage of it, the milligrams or whatever it is, so that the pharmacist can see it before filling a prescription that is a UFO one different from ones that I may fill somewhere else. You don't smell any worse than that old refrigerator you suggested paying to haul away. Put it on Craigslist free stuff. You will have metal scrappers lined up. We do this all the time with rental house cleanouts. One man's trash is another man's treasure, Mark. Mark, thank you for that suggestion. That's really, really good. And it's something that was an oversight on my part. This is another follow-up to the Clark Stinks that was about trade schools. Please mention Job Corps, a government program that offers free room and board, trade training, certification, a GED, and they help kids get their driver's license. 
They even get a sum of money at the end of training to help with a car apartment, etc. It isn't easy to get accepted to the program. Need and disabilities are given preference. My son went through their welding program, graduated with zero debt, had a great job right away, pulling down $60,000 a year. He's now a teacher there. There are over 200 trades available at different campuses across the country. It's a great program where a kid's college dream can come true. And that's from Karen in Connecticut. Karen, thank you. And this goes back to the heart and spirit of what I've talked about, about how Germany has seen to it that it has the right training for the workforce needed for German companies, German industry, is they do it through very well-organized apprenticeship programs where you get paid while you're learning. And this is the spirit of Job Corps. The difference is that the German system is open to anyone not based on income. Ours historically has had the ring fence around it based on income. I think we've got enough need with millions of jobs that are going unfilled because we don't have people with the right skills that we need to adopt a more German system to get people the skills they need and get them work as part of the process. I am an audiologist, and on your recent episode, you stated that Trex headphones can protect your ears. That is not correct. If you listen at a dangerous volume, just like other headphones, you can cause permanent damage to your ears. Thank you for all you teach me, Marissa. Marissa, thank you. So going back, Krista, this was the uh, conversation you and I had back and forth, and you said they protected your ears, and I said, do they really? I thought they did, because they don't stick inside your ear. Yeah, and I, I didn't... I didn't know. I don't wear them for that reason. I wear them so that I can hear road noise since I uh, run and walk in the street and Mm -hmm. I don't want to get hit by a car and be road pizza. And so with them, you hear all the stray noise is for the lack of protection of your hearing. I guess now we know it is in fact true that they do not protect your hearing. But I think everybody who wears Trek's pretty much thought like you did mm-hmm. that they did protect your hearing. They'd make no claim. After we talked about that on the podcast, I went and looked on their website and I found no claims from them that it protected your hearing. I stink. Hey, Clark, great info for those without a 401k option at work. I just wish you'd mention that if you have a non-working spouse, you can open a spousal Roth IRA. This would double what someone could contribute. Thanks for all you do, Pete. Pete, thank you. And yes, I do fail to mention often enough about a spousal Roth or espousing into traditional as well, that that is a great way to increase the amount of money that a couple is saving for retirement. Again, this was designed for a situation where one spouse is at home with the kids, the other is sole breadwinner. And it allows each to have his or her own retirement account. Visible is a very good and inexpensive wireless alternative, but only if you don't travel much. We got it for our grandkids, and they were very happy until they went on a road trip and found themselves without cell service in multiple areas. Apparently, it only works on Verizon Towers and does not allow connections on others. So please caution your listeners on this issue, Larry. Larry, thank you. And this goes right back, Krista, to... What the second Clark stinks this week about the person who's on Verizon, 
who lives in Montana and travels to northern North, Minnesota. They live in North Dakota. North Dakota and travels to northern Minnesota, and that's why they're on Verizon. And so Verizon, in certain rural areas of the country, buys access to third-party towers, and visible, you only get access to Verizon towers. So there would be some dead spots potentially in the country, although if you look at Visible's map of coverage, it is very, very thorough. It just is unfortunate that for them, they were in areas that Visible did not have access to Verizon Towers. And we got a couple about this. Clark responded to a question regarding credit cards that still cover rental car insurance. Quite correctly, he noted that the vast majority of card issuers have dumped this coverage. But he also included the Costco-branded City card in this mix, which is not the case. I have a rental planned in the near future, which I rented while wearing my Kirkland Signature sweatshirt, and Clark's response actually caused me to sweat. And as I type this, it's 19 degrees outside. From the research I've done, one of the few City-branded cards that have not been impacted by the Costco is the Costco-branded card. Maybe Clark was so excited to get back to the office that he had a brain freeze? And that's from Jim in Milton, New York. So Jim is saying the Costco... The rental coverage is still in place, and several people sent even the link to it, and I checked it out. Yeah, so this when we first talked to Costco about it, they said, yeah, that's a Citibank thing. They're getting rid of it in all their cards. But Citibank did not delete it from the Costco Visa cards, even though they did from pretty much every other card they issue. So thank you for pointing that out. And one thing about Costco with car rentals Many times, Costco travel for Costco members has the cheapest deals out there on car rentals. And one significant thing for people traveling together, you can designate one other person as a driver at no additional daily fee, which most car rental companies typically charge. I appreciate all your posts on Clark Stinks. Please, when you feel that something needs to be clarified or corrected, or you just need to let me know I'm just plain dumb, go to Clark.com slash Clark Stinks. Next, I'm going to share with you what you can do about rising auto insurance rates. Auto insurers, for the most part, have been reporting unbelievable profits as people have been driving so much less over the last year than historical mileage numbers, even as the amount of driving has crept back up. In most places, it's still way below normal. So last year, in the spring and into early summer, there was intense pressure on auto insurers to reduce premiums on people because we were driving less. Insurers decided instead to make one-time gifts to their insureds with reductions in the premiums or rebates back to people or checks that came in the mail, which is what I got, as just a temporary one-time thing to help you through the rough times of the pandemic, a lot of the letters said. Because the reality is the auto insurers did not want to reduce your premiums over the long haul. And in fact, I saw a story in the Los Angeles Times that a number of insurers are doing a really, really underhanded thing with policy renewals here in 21 
that they are treating 2020 as if it never happened and going back and looking at your mileage from 19 to set your premiums for 21, even though an overwhelming number of people are driving less in 21 than they did in 19. So unless you know about this, and unless you stand up to your insurer, you're going to be paying more for your auto insurance than you should. Now, how do you handle this? So some insurers have a system where you sign in on their app or you sign into your account on their website and you can override the mileage that they have put in for you as the amount you're driving either per month or per year, depending on how your insurer does it. Be honest with the amount of miles you're driving. And I had a a funny thing because the app for my car tells me exactly how many miles I'm driving. And so I was able, in a phone call with my insurer, when I could not update the mileage, I was able to read out to them exactly how many miles I'd driven. And, you know, down to the last mile, not like saying, oh, I think it was like 9,000 miles. I was able to give the exact amount. And in our household, we did drive a tiny fraction of our normal number of miles. So one of the factors that affects so much what you pay for insurance is how many miles you're on the road. Now, that goes to the heart of something I've talked about. There are a number of states where you can buy by the mile insurance. And I'm a big fan of this. Particularly anybody who drives less than normal, which insurers typically consider to be 12 to 15,000 miles a year. If you're driving less than that, you got good odds that you'll reduce your cost of insurance a huge amount if you go to pay by the mile auto insurance. And another thing, It's, for many people, too much of an invasion of privacy, but if you're willing to put in telematics in your car where the insurer knows how you drive and how much you drive, where they know if you are a jackrabbit driver, rapid starts, rapid stops, uh, constant lane changing, they're going to charge you more for insurance. On the other hand, if you drive very, very gently, very chill, then you're going to pay less for it. And I think that stuff's just fine. Anything other than this lame, idiotic practice that most auto insurers follow where they set your premiums on the primary factor of what your credit score is. And how weird is it that in many states, someone with a DUI or DWI pays less for insurance if they have a high credit score than someone who's never had a ticket, never had an accident in their lives, but has a lower credit score? Ridiculous. Krista? Aisha in Florida says, my husband had fraudulently opened five credit cards in my name without my knowledge or permission. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. He racked up debt of almost $60,000. What? The interest rate keeps increasing because of the missed payments. My credit score is ruined. I filed for divorce right after I found out about this. 
My attorney said it has to be a civil, not criminal case. Let me stop you right there. I'm not a lawyer, but I will tell you based on experience that your lawyer may not be knowledgeable in this area because that is a criminal act. And you have the right to go to the police and file a police report about this illegal activity. There's a higher burden of proof placed on you because it was your estranged husband. But it's also grounds for you not to be held responsible legally for this debt. And uh, I think your lawyer needs to do a little more research on this because this does have a clear criminal angle to it that also helps you civilly. Again, all that stated by a non-lawyer. Sorry I interrupted you, Krista. No, it's fine. I think that's that answers the question. Ricky in Alabama says, in our effort to pay off debt, which is most important to pay off first, a loan with the lowest payment or a loan with the highest interest? So this is something that has a behavioral aspect and a practical aspect. It is best to pay towards the loan with the highest interest rate, but I know a lot of people, if you're faced with multiple debts, psychologically, it feels like you're getting further along when one of the debts no longer exists. So although financially, if you leave out human behavior and psychology, it's better to pay always towards the highest interest rate debt and pay minimums towards the lower interest rate debts till you pay off that highest one. For many people, it's better to pay against the lowest balance debt regardless of what its interest rate is, so that you remove one of those debts from your life. So uh, it's really, Ricky, more a question of where it is for you. Is it a practical thing, or does it also feel overwhelming? If it feels overwhelming, do it based on the lowest amount of debt that you owe someone, rather than pay towards the highest interest rate. Akil in Georgia says, I'm a fairly new homeowner and my home warranty is due to expire soon. It's not a costly expense yet, but I just want a better understanding of its purpose and if it's something that I need. So I'm not a fan of home warranties except as a buyer's assurance when you're selling your home. That's how most people end up with them, is they bought a home and it came with one of these. So the reason I'm not a fan of them is over the years I've had so many complaint calls from people who have attempted to get a repair done using one of these warranties and have not been able to do so. Okay, so my most recent story about this is crazy. A woman was telling me about how their washer died and they could not get the warranty company at first to come out to send someone. And then finally when they did the person who came out said, this isn't repairable. And then the company didn't want to pay for a new one. And they're pretty sophisticated people, so they had to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It took them six weeks. They had no washer for six weeks while they fought it out with the warranty company. And what these companies hope... I would have folded. Is that they... You would have gone to a wash and fold service, or you mean by folding? Maybe. I don't know, but something would have had to happen. (laughs) So they waited it out. Most people don't. 
And that's what these warranty companies count on, is that they stall you, they stall you, they stall you till you give up. So my guidance is take that 500 or so dollars, put it in a savings account when something breaks at your house, you have that money to put towards whatever you're going to have to replace or repair. And Dre says, I recently heard a report that the cost of HVAC Freon will increase by 500% starting this summer. Have you heard that? And if so, what can we do in advance of that huge price increase? Do I need to have my car and house air conditioner service to make sure it's full to the limit of the Freon? So this has been a suburban legend for a good while. There are very old units that the uh, version of, we call them all Freon, the version of Freon is no longer available because of a government ban, because of it being harmful to the environment. It's R22 is the particular one. But you typically will have a very old unit before you'd be affected by that. So if your unit has been built in the last 10 or so years, it will run on something called R410A almost always. And at Clark.com, we have a complete briefing on this. So you'll know if somebody's trying to take advantage of you or if there really is a real issue. And if you have a very old unit, maybe it's time to replace that unit anyway because the new one should be much, much more efficient than the old one. I appreciate you joining us on today's podcast, and we love doing this podcast each and every weekday. Visit Clark.com, our website, for more information that you can use to keep money in your pocket. 